Hey everybody, it's Attraction Images from the future here, explaining how and why the podcast starts in a little bit of a weird way. So we was happily recording the podcast with Graham, was Dan and I, when unfortunately about 20 minutes into the recording, we realized that our technical equipment had developed a fault. Now this for an Attraction Images podcast is an entirely new thing and something that we've never had happen before until the last time. So, obviously, we stopped and we decided to fix everything, of which we didn't. So, we thought we did, and then we proceeded with recording the rest of the show, only to realise that after we'd finished, the uh, small segments that Dan was in hadn't recorded. So we decided to take the decision, the, the harsh decision, do we continue and put the record now or do we ask Graham to come back for another hour to start the whole process again? And his um, version of the quiz or the game show went so well that I really didn't want to have to ask him to come back without doing it. But at the same time, he did so well that I didn't want him to come back and not do so well. So I took the executive decision of putting it out. Now, there are a few blank spaces. I've removed a couple of them. Um, but one of the things that unfortunately is evident is when Graham uses his lifesaver in the quiz and asks the co-host for his thoughts on what the answer might be. That does go blank. Don't readjust. It's not your it's not you, it's me. Um I have literally come back into the studio, worked out what's gone on and fixed it for next time. Obviously what will happen next time is a completely different technical fault. Um in no way, shape or form related to this technical fault, but you know, it's not an attraction image podcast if we don't have a technical fault somewhere. So that said, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand over to attraction images in the present, and he's gonna talk to uh, Graham about the 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 quiz, um, and just explain some of the rules over. Um, but in fact, actually, let me do that now, just in case I didn't. Um, so the quiz comprises of 10 questions. To get to the next question, you have to answer the, the question that you're on correctly. If you answer a question incorrectly, then it's game over. If you run out of time, it's game over. There are three lifesavers. Ask the co-host, take away two wrong answers, and add 10 seconds of time. Under normal circumstances, you have 15 seconds to answer the multiple choice question. The uh, goal is to reach 10 and to be considered an attractions geek. If you reach 10, then we will look at the time it started and the time it finished and work out how long it took you to get there. And that will then be your score. We'll put you into a leaderboard, which is going to be on the website. Um, obviously, it's, it, you know the website isn't there yet, but I'm working on it. Technical glitch. It's fine. It's fine. Um, we'll put you onto the website. 
onto the leaderboard and whoever completes 10 questions in the quickest possible time within the last four weeks so essentially a month's worth of podcasts uh, will be declared that month's winner and will be given a prize we're looking at a grand prize at the end of the year for the best person as well although we do discuss at the end of this podcast potentially getting all the winners back on at the end of the year and doing a big big show with everybody so that's something that uh, i would be well up for hosting let me know if that's something of interest to you if you're a potential winner the podcast format has changed and it has changed so that you the listener can be more involved one of the criticisms of the old podcast in conversation with was that it was mainly content creators and you know relatively high up people you know people such as developers on no limits or uh, you know people that uh, create music like nick hudson for, for theme parks so i took that criticism on board because i want everybody involved and by removing sort of the structure that we had before talking to the person about what they like what they're all about it removes the need for them to have to feel like they're a content creator and then the main focus then becomes the game show element and can they get to 10 questions and if they can get to 10 questions can they beat the time that it took anybody else in the past four weeks so with that said i'm gonna leave you Enjoy, and uh, good luck to Graham in the quiz. Okay, attraction images over to you. Right, fabulous. Okay, so Graham, <laughs> that's the rules of the quiz. Are you are you comfortable? Okay. Are you, or, or the game show, if you like. Are you comfortable with us uh, proceeding with that? Is there anything else that you need to know? Obviously, I'll run through them again when we get to it, but. Uh, does it does that all make sense to you? Yeah, I'm pretty ready. You just need to know. What, well, you don't know until you start playing with the questions, do you? No. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know the questions, but <laughs> yeah, you won't yeah. know the questions until to, until we get there. Brilliant. Okay, so obviously you're you're Graham and you're from um, N- Nottingham. Is that is that right? Yeah, I'm in the London area, Mansfield Woodhouse. Yeah, and. Uh, so, so tell us obviously how you got involved in the the theme park community and and sort of what you hear. Do you create any content? Have you got your own channel? Right. So I'm the guy behind Sibby Vlogs, who you may have seen banging around loads of social media platforms. <laughs> and um, there is a pilot on the YouTube channel, but I haven't been able to do anything this year, obviously because of lockdown. But yeah, yeah, it was. About two years ago, when I went to the doctors, I got diagnosed with anxiety and depression. I needed to find a hobby. And then I was off for 10 days of work and looking through YouTube, and I got into a black hole of watching theme park stuff. That's how I came across you, actually. And oh, then wow. I found, yeah, this is like in the back street, the black seat, back seat blackout days before screwy loops. And then I found right. Airtime John. Yeah. And that led to Sloffy. And then I thought, I could do this. And then I made everything up, and then COVID came and locked me down. So <laughs> I'm in now, a very weird state of Obviously, the listeners are not going to realise this, but we've had some quite horrendous technical difficulties this morning after recording half of the show. Um, you had some quite horrendous technical difficulties when you was first trying to set your channel up, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It was not born easily. Originally, <laughs> it was going to be me and a friend called Spence, who you do see on the pilot. And we, there are actually three vlogs that never made it, and he's got them. We're still friends now. We're just yeah. not involved part of the platform. Yeah. Then I these took over. Happen. Yeah, it's not his thing, which is fine. And I actually replaced him with my sister. So she's been brought up from my dad's program of going to fairs and theme parks and having the rides listed with your height. So she's like my ride or die girl for white knuckle rides. So I can't think of anyone else better. So yeah, sure, you'll see her a lot. Yeah. So is that how you got into sort of the adrenaline junkie theme park thrill seeking fairground world? Was it was it sort of as you was a kid and you was brought up around it and it just evolved from there? Kind of, yeah. It was like the eighties. I was born in eighty one, so late eighties, early nineties. I was getting into parks when we hit nineteen ninety four, so everything else before then was mainly fun fairs because that's what was around at the time mainly and yeah it was easy accessible for our parents and then as the parks came up and coming 1994 hit i'd done missile at adventure and then i went on towers for the first time saw nemesis and that just blew my mind it was nothing like i'd seen before no. and i think i hesitated to go in the queue and then i looked at it again road thunder looper and then I went and jumped onto the queue and rode it. And I've technically never chickened out, but that's the closest I've come. Yeah. And I think what people these days don't really appreciate is just how, just how revolutionary Nemesis was back in 1994. Yeah. We, I, Nothing on these shores yeah. ever come anywhere close. And you stand there and you look at it and, you know, I'm roughly the same age. I was about 14, 15 at the time. And, yeah. and as, as a sort of a teenager, you're looking at that thinking, nothing can beat this. This is this is amazing. And obviously, you know, as the world progresses and, and things change, but, but I, I don't think I could ever go anywhere and have that feeling again. No. Maybe... The closest two I can think of that will give you that will be probably Black Mamba and Taron of Fantasyland. Yeah. Similar ideas, but completely different. Yeah. I think, I think my, my thoughts on Fantasyland are well, well published and I won't go into them here. Um, <laughs> but the, the one thing that I did get when I, because I entered the park at the back via Mystery Castle. Um, okay. So obviously, you straight once you pass the rapids, you're straight into Klugheim, and I was blown away by it. You know, I was stood there like a kid in a sweet shop, almost looking around me, thinking, "Holy wow, this is this is amazing." Um, but unfortunately, it just didn't quite have that effect on me that Nemesis did. That's the thing; you don't know till you get there and see it. From my point of view, because as a non-rider, it looks, it could deliver. But I've had Nemesis as number one for 26 years in my top 10, and it's not been shifted. Will it do it? I don't know until I go. But I don't yeah. know what's going to take one spot. I, mean, I think there is quite a few 
out there that for me uh, hold hold a better advantage over Nemesis. Uh, Untamed at Wallaby Holland, uh, Troy at Toverland. Um, Helix. Yeah, he, I mean, I haven't wrote Helix, but I think that that's that's a great shout as well. Um, mm. But the fact that we can still say, you know, some 26 years later that Nemesis is up there with those rides is yeah. a testament to how good it really was. What a year, though. We also got Shockwave and the big one. Yeah. Well, we also got the big one. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shock, yeah, Shockwave. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I was still able to have children after that, but it was close. It's, I'm going to uh, marry. You're going to marry that, did you say? You know, marathon it. I was watching Parks Bill last night, and he's done 20 goes in a day. Have you thought it before? Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> why why the, would you do that? I think I'm the perfect height. I'm only five foot seven, 